Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are thrilled to be sponsored by Vincere, a global ATS system that truly transforms the experience of every single user in the recruitment industry. We are also really proud to be partners to Needy, the bespoke gift matching service using psychology and AI to, to remove boring gifts and experiences. We'll tell you more about them later in the show. And we are also very proud to partner Inclusion Crowd, the diversity and inclusion specialist for the recruitment industry, something that you all need to know about. But again, more information later on in the show. Thank you for choosing to listen. Remember to click the subscribe or follow button so you'll be alerted to any new episodes that we release on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. But enough of this, let's jump into this week's guest. Thank you for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And this is an international guest today. We always really relish inviting people from across the globe. And today was no different. This is Daphne Gomez. And Daphne is the founder and CEO of Teacher Career Coach, which is a transitioning career coach and guide for those that are leaving the education sector, which is something that Daphne talks very candidly and openly about during this podcast. Um, She's also a podcast host and she invites on those who are leaving the education sector and have gone on their own career transitioning. And, And why did we think it would be valuable to you, our audience? Well, because you might be speaking to people in your day to day job who are looking to transition maybe possibly away from the military, possibly away from public sector. Maybe you've got somebody coming out of the police. Maybe you've got somebody coming out of nursing. Maybe you've got somebody who is a teacher or maybe yourself. Maybe that's something that you've done in the past. And I think there's some, it's a, it's a short, sharp, sweet episode, but I think it's one that you'll get some real value from. Daphne is absolutely delightful. Um, Her energy, her passion for transitioning uh, teachers into their chosen careers is there, is clear for all to see. It's quite an America-centric business, uh, and she doesn't make any bones about that. But I think it does appeal to an international audience because it's all about challenging your mindset and ensuring that whatever we do as recruiters, we're removing our candidates' limiting beliefs. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm really excited to welcome to you today a guest all the way over in not so sunny today, California. This is Daphne Gomez, and she is the founder and CEO and also podcast of Teacher Career Coach. Welcome to you today, Daphne. How are you? I'm great, Leisha. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome indeed. I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today because I know it's something that you have built a career around and you're really passionate and we've been talking loads off camera. But for those who are not yet familiar with who you are and what you do, please give us an introduction. Yeah, so my name's Daphne Gomez. I am um, now a CEO of a startup company with a handful of full-time employees. But it all really started uh, back in about 2017. I had been a teacher for three years and I really was struggling mentally Um, towards the end of that last school year. I just realized I have to do something else. I don't know what it's going to be. I put a lot of time and energy and effort towards getting all the degrees and certifications. I had a master's in curriculum and instruction, Um, but I'm at a breaking point and this just isn't the right career choice for me. I changed school districts because I thought that a change in work environment was really going to help me and um, just kind of evaluating what are my next steps, what are my processes, 
And I was able to, within a few months, land a really amazing opportunity at a Fortune 500 company here in the States. I was a professional development speaker. It was called an educational consultant, but one of those like vague job titles that just (laughs) means a mishmash of everything. And what my job there was to do was to speak at um, national education conferences, go into school sites, and just be like a free support system and training resource for the school districts that this company was partnering with and also speak on behalf of them at conferences. And what I realized during that time was that I would have teachers come up and whisper to me at the end, hey, you said you're a former teacher. How did you get this job? Wow. And I knew I felt totally alone and my own transition because when I was having basically, you know, a mental breakdown at the very end of that school year, I was um I was telling my coworkers I was planning on leaving and many people's responses back then were you can't leave, you're a good teacher. Wow. Oh, you can't leave this career. You're such a good teacher. What would the kids do? Okay. And I really wanted to start to help reduce the stigma from that audience. But then while I was really like formulating what I was planning on doing or, or what I wanted to do to help other people realize that there's jobs beyond the classroom that they could leverage their skills and get into, I actually switched over to another one of the fastest um, tech startups in the education space here as an instructional designer. And I'm sure you're probably familiar with what an instructional designer does, but basically just creating digital courses. So during that time with both of those experiences, I decided to partner with someone with 10 years of experience in the human resources and recruitment space to create my career coaching program specifically for teachers. And that um, uh, first launched in 2019. And now that is my full-time thing is just helping teachers understand how they can um, leave the classroom. And Mm -hmm. so that, I guess that's a probably a pretty thorough. It's a very uh, thorough, and and thank you for sharing, you know, your own personal vulnerability and story. There, I think that there'll be lots of people that will, you know, really, I guess it will resonate with them, whether whether they've come from a teaching background or not. I think it's um, very brave of you to to share that with us, but I think it makes it a very human part of the journey. And how you know inspiring that you've created a business around your own personal experience so I think the reason this is going to be of interest to our listeners is that we are we take people on a career transition that's what we do whether we're placing chefs teachers engineers software developers recruiters you know lorry drivers it doesn't matter but we're taking people on a career journey but I think specifically I want to really think about something that we talked about I think quite significantly off camera is about understanding how to get somebody to realize what their transferable skills are so -hmm. when you're speaking to and we definitely talk about it in a teacher context we get a lot of recruiters a lot of ex-teachers who become recruited by the way and they make exceptional recruiters but we can talk about that in a minute what how does somebody who is on a career transition understand what's transferable and maybe what's not in 2022 Vincere joined forces with the access group Vincere has always spoken openly about their ambition to becoming the recruitment operating system by partnering with a heavyweight who shares their vision of providing a single operating system for the front, middle and back office of recruitment firms. There are now no limits as to how far Vincere can take the platform and the experience they provide to their customers. Vincere will become the flagship CRM 
within Access Recruitment's portfolio of products. Same people, same platform, but with way more firepower. Now, Vincere is offering an exclusive deal for listeners of the Recruiters Recruitment podcast. If you want to know more information, send me a DM and we can introduce you. So from my perspective, I do a lot of work with both ends. I work with the career transitioners. And then I also, as the CEO of the company, actually partner with um, the hiring managers, sometimes the CEOs or founders of different startups and the um, the head of recruitment for different companies to help them match with this talent pool. So obviously it's going to be different for whatever job it is. If it's a sales position or a customer success position or a training and development position, those Mm -hmm. are going to be three very different skill sets that they're looking for. And that's what I really kind of go from the back end and start to talk to my career transitioners of, you want to do a brain dump of all of the amazing things that you did in the classroom and specifically for teachers where I think they struggle the most is they're so focused on everything that happens inside those classroom hours with students. They differentiated assignments. They had classroom management skills. They learned specific um, standards or they taught a specific way in the States. We have like common core standards or specific standards within our um, States as well. And So those are certifications, different sorts of professional development that they had to do. And that's what you'll often see really reflected on their resume, their first iteration of it. And what I tell them to do is start to think of every time they trained adults, Mm -hmm. whether it's parents, whether it's other teachers, because Mm -hmm. those are the things that hiring managers and recruiters are often a little bit more inclined to take as transferable skills because they're nervous when you when you're saying I taught a group of six year olds uh, math. That's not as transferable as you taught thirty of those students' parents how to onboard on yeah. uh, the LMS system yeah. for back to school night. Yeah. So I start to kind of have them look at all the project management that they did, all of the leadership opportunities that they took. And I also put a really heavy emphasis on making sure that they understand in a teacher, like in a teaching capacity, there are so many different things that are put on your plate as a volunteer or a voluntold kind yeah. of experience. Mm-hmm. And teachers really are hesitant. They have very low career self-esteem at this point in their career, especially of all the things that have been going on the last few years, I've found that they're really afraid to brag about themselves because society's told them that they're lazier. They're not doing enough. They're doing it wrong. So they're afraid to say, oh, this is impressive what I did. Unless they were actually formally given a title or given a salary increase from it, they don't feel like it's it's real experience. So I start to kind of go backwards and tell them, do a huge brain dump of all the things that you did usually be on the classroom, depending on what the job is mm-hmm. that you're looking for. So every time you filed what's called an IEP, which is like a, um, it's for students with specialized instruction. It's like very detailed and also um, like uh, there's a lot of like privacy regulations on it. All of that would start to start to, write down everything you did beyond just teaching students and then start to look at the job descriptions in front of you and see which of those are starting to be more transferable. 
Absolutely, definitely. And when you say the IEP, I think that I wonder if that's our statement for children who've got neurodiverse needs potentially. Yeah, I think that would be the same thing. Mm. Definitely, and I and I love that that's what you you're empowering them to do. It's it's brain dumping all the things that they enjoy all the things that they're obviously in natural flow with, but seeing that what you've said there, you know, conflict resolution, man- leadership skills, you know, project management, these are all things that are very applicable to the commercial world. Mm-hmm. They're not just unique to, like you say, teaching a load of six-year-olds how to spell cat. So I think it's, I think it's such a really great starting point. And in terms of when you're then speaking to the hiring, the hiring decision makers, what advice are you giving them so because we have to it's an educational piece for them too right oh yeah and so the majority of the hiring managers that I work with are either in tech companies and they're either looking for a large quantity of one specific position so let's say like SDRs I've had like a fintech company um financial technology do you guys have abbreviations like fintech yeah Yeah, so fintech company I wanted to hire a huge amount of SDRs so they were working with us we have actually a jobs board where you can advertise since we have a hundred thousand people on our email list right now it's amazing yeah um from all over but when they were looking for uh candidates for just an sdr role for a fintech company we were really talking about um the personality traits that they were looking for because teachers were a little bit more apprehensive to understand that not all sales positions are gonna be what can I do to get you into this car today? And so I've created podcast episodes of, are you competitive with yourself and data-driven? When it comes to even to like tracking your students' progress of how quickly they're getting like up to grade level, do you love looking at that data and then just saying, oh, I want to beat myself next time? That is more of the hunger that is going to drive someone to do well in a sales role um, and really alleviating some of the teacher's concerns and helping bring that in front of the audience before I start to advertise these positions so that we can say who's a good fit, who's not a good fit, and then what they're looking for as far as on a resume. So I can relay that and then let the best candidates win for it. But another um, company that I was working with is they're in the educational publishing space And so those are really interesting conversations because they wanted someone with uh, uh, experience in editing. And so it was the CEO of the company and the head of recruiting in the company as well. And we were on a call together. And I'm sure that these are conversations that recruiters always constantly have is we're looking at this job description and what is actually a non-negotiable has to happen and what is a little bit more flexible. And the conversation that we were really having was this is a position where they would be in charge of other people and they do have to have more formal editing experience. And so we were brainstorming on the call and I was saying, well, what if they did like the editing for the um, yearbook for two years? And they said, absolutely. We'll take that. That that is great experience. And I said, what about if they were in charge of the rest of the other teachers? Um, They were a grade level leader. That's usually a volunteer kind of position. It's not paid. Sometimes teachers forget to even put that on their resume that they were in charge of the other um, teachers in that grade. But what if they were in charge of those teachers were creating um, resources 
And then they were the eyes on those resources and edited it so that all of them were able to share the resources at the end of the year. They said, absolutely. And so what we came to a conclusion was that this company, the CEO, the hiring manager, they would prefer for this because it's an education publishing company. They would prefer to take a candidate that had no um, background in commercial editing, but had a really strong understanding of pedagogy as opposed to someone who had, let's say three years at any other publishing company and editing experience, but no understanding of pedagogy. That was the most important thing to them is they thought we could really, we have a strong onboarding system. We have a strong team. And as long as they come in with this professional experience and are able to sell themselves, we are open to someone with less formal experience because we understand that they have a strong subject matter expertise in this exact subject. And that's going to be more valuable. It's also going to be more valuable and it's going to be a better transition for the candidate as well, which ultimately the most important thing too. That's um, that's really interesting. When, you, when you're engaging with people who are looking to, to transition, what are your red flags in terms of whether somebody should stay within the sector or not? Because there must be some people that you think you need, you're just like you say, it could be, I think we talked about this off camera. It could be external factors. It could be relationship issues. It could be health issues. It could be mental health issues. What, what, what would you say those red flags are that maybe recruiters need to listen out for when they're talking to a potential candidate about career transitioning? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society, and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell, you have a contribution to make, An inclusion crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. So it's such a hard question to answer because the first thing is that like, you can be the happiest teacher 
or project manager or account executive in the world. You could be amazing at your job. You still deserve to be able to change careers. So I never want to gauge it just on, oh, you sound like a happy teacher. So you you should stay because you're allowed to change careers. You're allowed to want change. You're allowed to you want a higher salary or a di- different type of work schedule or just the excitement of changing something else. But some of the things that I have heard on my end where I ask qualifying questions is if a teacher is talking to me and in the States, we have like a pension system for teachers, their retirement. And um, depending on how much time they have left and their level of burnout, that's one thing that I like to say up front. Okay, you are going to retire in two years. So if you left this year, that's going to cut into your retirement a, a lot more than someone who's 20 years away from retirement. It doesn't really impact it. I, when I left um, teaching, I was terrified to leave my pension. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to leave this thing that everyone had built up to be such a great deal. And then when I calculated it, it was easy for me to even just take the money that I'd invested into it, put it somewhere else. And it was, it, it was, was going to equal out. It wasn't, it doesn't make it as much sense. Stay. It wasn't enough to stay. Yeah. But those, those closer to the end of their retirement, obviously I'm usually not the first person that teaches them about that. That's one of the biggest questions they have, but if their doctor or their therapist or someone else is telling them, the longer you stay in this, the more years it's shaving off of your life. I never want that to be the qualifier, but I go for age. And then I start to like, listen for clues of happiness. So if you're younger and you've only been in the career for one or two years, um, my first suggestion is always to think of if you love the person that you work for and you love, um, the majority of your colleagues, like you really do feel like at home in this place, it might honestly be a change in grade level a ch- because, you know, students that are in the first grade and students that are in the sixth grade are completely different, different. classroom management strategies. And that might be a little bit of the change that you need because it's always going to be easier to stay in a career versus a complete it career is. transition. Yeah. Um, but if it's a financial decision, if it's something to do with burnout. And if I start to ask those qualifying questions, like, Hey, would you ever consider changing careers or changing grade levels? And they're always a firm, like that's not the solution. Then obviously, you know, they've made up their mind on what the next steps are going to be. But I always really encourage people to look at, um, if it's just their admin, if they like, if they like the classroom management, if they really are doing well with, they've figured out a system and it's a sustainable work for them, then start to look at, can I change to a neighboring school in the same district? Yeah, definitely. Um, If it's just the leadership that they're struggling with. Definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. If if they're enjoying all the elements of, you know, the targets that they have and the actual teaching practice themselves, but it could be just a change of leadership. Like you say, I think it's really, I think it's a really interesting conversation for people to have and for everyone to sort of broaden their mindset in terms of people going through that transition. If you were to go back to Daphne of pre-2017, so 2016, and would you make the change earlier? We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. 
Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. Would I have made a change earlier? Probably not. And the reason why is um, I spent two years at one school and then another year at the other school. And I think that that was a good amount of time for me to really grow in that career, mm. understand that I had given it like the old college try, and then use that experience to leverage myself into the career trajectory that I ended up ultimately choosing. Um, I don't regret the time that I spent in the classroom at all. And there are just things that I've learned about myself through the different careers that I've realized I work best with um, building. I like to create learning experiences and I like the tech tools that create learning experiences, but I actually get very overstimulated by noises and sounds and I get very anxious and um, like my stress is escalated by students. So I like doing work that's intrinsically motivating and helping other people and creating these learning opportunities. But I realized that, you know, the students weren't the reason why I left. I ultimately left due to the leadership and due to the external pressures from unrealistic expectations and a constantly growing to-do list that just never went away. But I, um, I really was starting to evaluate what was working and not working and why I felt so overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, no, I understand that. And thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, you've been very open and insightful. So as we throw ourselves through 2023, it seems to go very, very quickly. I have to say what's in store for teacher career coach, both from the business and from the podcast point of view, what have you got in store? Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're continuing to share interviews with former teachers. That's what our main um, focus on the Teacher Career Coach podcast is, is I share career coaching advice for our audience. And then we have some really great um, teachers coming up that landed roles, instructional design, but at um, a the forest service. So it was a former uh, science teacher who took that her knowledge of uh, science and her passion for creating learning experiences and, and now as instructional design for helping people with like uh, forest fire prevention, I believe was her oh, nice. uh, goal. There's project managers. I actually did an interview with a former teacher who's a recruiter. And so just really excited to continue to open up people's uh, eyes to the possibilities and help uh, really reduce the limiting beliefs that they have that it's not possible for them if it's what they truly want 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, anybody that can do that and remove people's imposter syndrome, there'll be plenty of people listening to this, Daphne, who have had careers in teaching. I've interviewed and placed many teachers who've become exceptional recruiters, and that's down to persuasive skills. It's down to superb project management skills and being creative. And, you know, ultimately, that's I want people to start to think a bit more creatively about themselves when they're listening to this podcast. Now, you are not just your job you know you can be so many more things so I, I applaud people like you it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope you get to enjoy the Californian sunshine when we finish this podcast but we really appreciate you joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast thank you so much for having me